0: You give us a countdown. So we're going Yeah. Mm-hmm. All
1: right,
0: five, four, three. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the MR show on YouTube. I'm Ronald. And I'm Malcolm. So, how's your week been, Malcolm? It's a great week in sports. Man,
1: it's been a great week in sports, even though that my Lakers lost yesterday. But just understand
0: that. that the Celtics, you mean? My. Ooh. He, let's he said Lakers, That, so that you let us know, know where his head my is at. My Celtics, <laughs> you know what I mean,
1: my Celtics. Yeah, my head is at this horrible loss last night. We can talk about that later, but just know,
0: my Celtics are coming, all right? All right. Now, since you know, Malcolm is, is such a big Celtics fan, even though he said he was a Lakers fan a couple seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're going to start off today with, are the Celtics a legit contender to win the title this year? Ron, I've been telling y'all before this season started, I've been
1: telling everybody else before the season started, that the Celtics have a chance to do something this year. This year, we have a, we don't have a team without Kyrie. La Kyrie left, Al Horford left to the Philadelphia 76ers, Both all right? They're playing terrible. Uh, terrible, <laughs> and the records have been horrible. Yeah. You have a collection of wings in Boston right now with Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and you have uh, Kimba Walker, who are all scorers. It shows how much improvement that this team has shown since you know Kyrie has been the point guard of the team yeah, since Kyrie you know everybody says stuff about how Kyrie's this Kyrie's that da 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 how Kyrie since Kyrie left you know the Celtics are not going to be good but guess what we're doing our thing now let me tell you how this team should be a legitimate contender one one just like I said before they have one of the best collection of wings in the NBA right now we have three wing score three three ring players that is averaging at least 19 points a game, all right? Uh, we have the, the league's third-best net rating at 6.8, only behind the Bucs and the Lakers, right? Um, they rank in a top five in both offensive and defensive rankings. Um, the, only the Lakers and the Bucs have the same thing, mm-hmm. all right? Another thing, they are the top 12 team in seven of the eight key factors of winning, all right? which is the only team they able to do, do that, oh, the only yeah. team in the NBA. Alright, one is they are 13-9 and nine against teams over 500, which is only behind the Milwaukee Bucks, and they have a 4.5 net rating, alright? Jason Tatum has made it gigantically. I wanna make sure y'all understand. Yes, yes. Jason Tatum is knocking yes. on the door from superstardom, alright? The last eight games, he's been averaging 30 points per game. He's been averaging 45% from the field goal and 44% from the three-point line. That's the all big right? thing. You shooting 44 from three. 44 from three, <laughs> man. And you know, the crazy part is because Walker has taken a step back and good. let these guys, let these young forwards and young, you know, playmakers come up in the ranks. You see how Jalen Brown has improved himself. He's averaging 19 a game. You have Gordon Hayward, who's playing a... Who's playing a very good game even though the last game was not that good but he's still like you know is that extra playmaker that w- that yeah, we have yeah, he does and, something yeah man. and he's something. he's not like he did last year he's he's playing a lot better he's averaging a 17 a game so it's just it's good and then you got Kimmmel Walker who's taking a step back but still you know averaging 23 a game this team right here with the head coach of Brad Stevens which is one of the, by far one of the best head coaches in the league right now. I think that the Celtics have a chance to be legitimate contenders in this league, and y'all need to stop
0: disrespecting them, all right? <laughs> I, this one is hard because I feel like the Celtics have uh, two big weaknesses, but overall, I do still believe that they are contenders by definition of the, I believe they can win the title. Do I believe that they are the team that's gonna win the title out of the East? Probably not, I'm not 100% so, yet, but I do think they have a, at least a top three chance uh, to come out of the East. Uh, the reason why I feel like that, though, is because, one, I'm a Jason Tatum fan. I still believe Lakers should have took Jason Tatum over Lonzo Ball, but that's you know that's a long time ago. Exactly. At this point, you can't go back and say you something can. like that. But I, I feel like Jason Tatum has now taken the leap until the Celtics' number one player, which I did tell you I thought should have happened for him to be able to actually contend. Because Kimba, I think, is amazing. But Kimba as a two is very scary. Kimba's your one... I don't want him as my one, because first he's a guard, it's hard for a guard to be a one and when Curry did it, but he, you know, he, we all understand that Curry is that has no final MVPs, and you know, it's harder for a guard to lead a team that for that long of a stretch in the playoffs. So I believe Jason Tatum has taken that jump. Jalen Brown is the biggest surprise to me, because I did not think he should've got that deal. He has proved he probably should've got more money, and he probably should've got a max where he's playing. He's yeah. averaging 20, and he's the best defender. I, mean, I guess Marcus Smart is the best defender, but based on minutes played, Jason is, you know, just their best defender because he's on the court majority of the time. He's also their most positioned versatile player. He plays the two through four. So right now he's like their he's like their dog on defense and he's getting his bucket on offense. And his three-point jumper has improved significantly. He's shooting 37.9% from three. Um, that's the biggest jump I've seen from him. His confidence seems way better. He's guarding your best wing, even though he probably needs to gain just a little bit of weight, if you would think that. Yeah, he's The does. bigger wings. Cause Jason, Jason, you want him to be your scorer. So you don't want him guarding the best defender cause you don't want him to be tired. Cause you know, that's kinda, you know how that goes. You want Jalen Brown guarding that person. So he might need to put not that much weight, five to 10 pounds max. Um, Gordon Hayward has been very good this season. He just keeps being hurt. That's the only thing is hurting mm. Gordon Hayward. But right now he's doing literally everything. Like he's assisting. Like you say, he's a secondary playmaker. He's rebounding well. He's, he's actually their most efficient player. I think he's shooting, he's shooting 50% from the field, which is the highest out of any wing they have. He's shooting 38.3 from three, which is their second highest behind uh, Jason Tatum, of course. So right now he's their most efficient. His biggest problem is just staying healthy. I pray that, he, that the Celtics can stay healthy for the playoffs because I would love to see them go against the Bucs and see how that matchup works. The only thing that would be in the Bucs' favor is that the Celtics aren't good at guarding big wings, which is like a Giannis and Chris six 6'8". So that's just not the. That's not their strong suit. Is guarding that type of big wing. But they have enough scoring to compete with any team. Like this is a team that, like, if, say the Rockets somehow made it, the Celtics would blow them out the water. Because the Rockets' big thing will be to outscore you, but the Celtics can score for anybody. Plus they can defend. So it just would be no. That would be a terrible matchup for them. But a bad matchup they would not like to see would probably be Philly. But Brad Stevens is such a better coach than Brett Brown. They probably could still. Pull it out just because it just is like it's like a who's that Jason Garrett versus Belichick. Yeah, like it's just that big. It's that big yeah. of a a coaching discrepancy between those two coaches that they'll probably pull it out. That's not a good matchup though because of Ben Tobias. John, they're all they have so many big players and you know they have Embiid, you know Daniel Dice or Dice, Dice, Daniel yeah. Tice. Daniel Thice has been bland. I, I like him. I don't know if he's a starting center in the NBA, but he's definitely a center I would want on my team. I, I wish I would've kept Aaron Baines, that would've really given me even more confidence. But, you know, cause Cantor, I'm just not a fan. You have to be able to play some defense at the center position. That's why Andre Drummond is irreplaceable now, cause he's not that good of a defender. You have to play defense and be a center now. Yeah, and I feel what you're saying, I understand,
1: you know, but these collection of bigs that a lot of scrutiny was before the season started of how we needed an extra big and how during the season they talked about how Danny Ainge needed to catch an extra big and what Danny Ainge has done is he stayed with the bigs that he had. Trusting we Danny still Ainge. has Robert Williams that hasn't, you know, he's still, you know, he's going to come back m- around March 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we say a lot of things about Kanter and, you know, uh, Daniel Tice, Kanter actually, you know, is still one of the best rebounders in the league. Totally actually bad. one of the My best rebound offensive rebounders in the league. He's have improved his defensive rating since he's been with the Boston Celtics. That's mm-hmm. something that you cannot say a lot about Ennis Canner. you know what I'm saying? Him and defense don't go together, but <laughs> Ennis Canner hasn't been a very bad person on defense this whole season for the Boston Celtics. Um, another thing is Daniel Tice. Now, Daniel oh. Tice has improved immensely. You have a guy who is, you know, he's 6'9", he can shoot the three, he can, he can pick and roll, pick, he can roll hard, all right? Another yes. thing is that he tough. plays defense, tough defense. He can guard the wings he can guard the bigs like you have that type of versatility on your team for the boston celtics that gives you immense options to do what you want defensively and offensively and i really like what the boston celtics is doing you know i like to see that you know ron you know thinks good about the boston celtics but you (laughs) know but you know the same thing is just that i just think that at the end of the day if you're talking about what jason tatum has done has how he grown As as a superstar, as a star player, I think that the Celtics have a chance to be legitimate contenders, and I think we're going to have a chance to make it to the finals.
0: Yeah, the, the funny thing that you said, you said in this context, defense rating has improved, and I want to say that that's just Brad Stevens. Like Brad Stevens <laughs> is just going. I don't care who you are. He probably he made Isaiah Thomas not the worst defender in the league. Since he's left, Isaiah Thomas is literally the worst defender, in, like in the NBA. Like you know, he's not on a roster anymore. Yeah. Like anybody that leaves him gets worse at defense. Look at Jay Crowder. He's been traded like four or five times in Boston. He was a starter and like a, you know, he was a good player in Boston. So anybody leaves Boston is automatically a worse defender. (laughs) And basically, just the last thing I have to say is I'm just scared of the Giannis and Joel Embiid. If they can neutralize both of those players to, you know, not a superstar level. Well, they're superstars, but playing not a superstar, I believe they can beat anyone in the NBA. Just you just have to minimize the just those big wings and big centers. That's it, really. Yeah, basically, yeah, I understand. I mean,
1: same thing, we got to stop Giannis. Once we stop Giannis, we have a good chance of beating the Bucks. And same with the 76ers. That's if they get... That's, yes, yes, if, 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 if they get together. If they get together.
0: But <laughs> if they get together. But anyway, now we're going to move on to, was this the best All-Star weekend ever? And the weekend is like the scales, challenge, dung, three-point, and game. So...
1: I think this was, like, one of the best um all-star weekends that i've seen in a long time uh, the crazy part is you look at the skills competition you see how the bigs won that which was like really it was it was really last day no watch it was a new nba type thing you know it's crazy the bigs do the passing the guards you know instead Our of them screens, passing they're yeah. the screen they don't want the one that's scoring so it's just yeah. like the fact is you, you can see how the bigs are taking more notice about their passing abilities and their shooting abilities it shows to the involvement of the nba um another thing the three-point contest was beautiful i like the new extra stuff that it's they put great. on it i really like that the dunk contest now the only thing i ain't like about the dunk contest is y'all keep on messing up my man aaron gordon all right it's a dang shame it's, it's, it's a dang actually a shame you know what's crazy he has more 50 points he had more 50 point us scores than anybody more 50 <laughs> point scores than anybody and has not won one slam dunk contest but nate Robinson had only three and he's won three. Can you believe that? Yeah, it, it's really a shame. Well, it, you
0: know, It's depressing, actually.
1: But other than that, it was a good All-Star weekend, especially an All-Star game. That's something that I really will give props to not one Adam Silver, but Chris Paul who gave up who, uh, gave yeah. him out, uh, the idea. All right? CP3. What NBA has done is that they have continuously not been afraid to do different things. And, like, I appreciate Adam Silver so much just not caring about the comp that all this other stuff that other people saying. Like, before the All-Star game happened, everybody was like, uh, I mean, we like it. It looks weird. Like, why do they have to do all this? Well, like, it's did not it, a game. People enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. But as you can see, it was a sensational fourth quarter, all right? Yes. As you can see, it was 48 fast, point, uh, fast break points in the first three quarters. and last In the fourth quarter, there was zero. Oh, crap. Giannis was playing like this was the finals game. No, oh, right. really? He was trying to MVP? LeBron was down 11, and he was playing hard. He was. They was at it with the rest. They were doing a lot of things. Like CP3. this was a competitive game. Kyle Lowry was taking um charges. Two, two charges. It was like so much stuff that was going on, and I really like the competitiveness that the NBA has brought to the All Star game, especially with this All Star game, which made it one of the best All Star games I've seen. What well, that I've seen. Um, the only thing I didn't like about the All Star game was the fact that you end the game with a free throw. I that, think that, that kind of stuff, when that you when you foul the player, you know you go out of bounds, you know you take the ball out of bounds, and then you start the game again. I feel like you should win off of a basket, but this was a good way to honor uh, Kobe and to honor the late David Stern. So,
0: congratulations, props to the NBA. Yeah, um, first off, I would like to start with the skill Sean. Like you said, I think Bam is the one that won it and that was crazy i'm like this guy first bam is shooting threes you, to win the skill on you do have to make a three at the end. yeah that's true and you're hitting them efficiently i'm like wow his game has changed crazy but pat riley once again i mean <laughs> they're to, once again they don't mess up you have kendrick Nunn, you have Duncan, like they just don't make mistakes like it, it's actually when i look at these type of franchises i really worry about my own team and just, it just really gives me less and less confidence about my team. Because you really have to have a good front office and coach to win, unless you have LeBron, of course. And then you just need very, you just need competent people. But for most teams, you need a good front office and head coach, and Bam Adebayo has increased his, you know, usage and play significantly. Um, that was crazy. Um, and you see like all the bigs, like Jokic is just playing good, you know, all these bigs that can yeah. pass. Like the new thing is you have like the Jamal Murrays and Currys that are not even dribbling. like They're just running off screens all game and just scoring. Their goal is literally not to pass. The goal of the big men is actually to pass from the high post. Like that's the new motion offense. Well, not new, but the new you know, offense that people are running. Um, then, of course, the three-point contest has been exciting every year, like the last, what, six years, really? Yeah, it has. So that was great. You have Devin Booker, Joe Harris, David Bertons, of course, from the Wizards, of course. <laughs> You know, he didn't win it. He, he had a great time. Um, it was crazy, because Trey Young actually shot bad, but had, like, 16. I'm like, wow, that's bad now. And yeah, I'm it's like, bad now. Like, you actually like, got eliminated. Like, you can't make it to the second round shooting 16. Like, you have to have 22, I think, to make it, which is insane. So I had 27. I can't think who it was. But it was cra- Like, it was just, I'm like, wow. We really have shooters in the league. Buddy Hill. But Buddy Hill has been a sharp his whole, like, career, from Kansas to now. Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah. to now. So it's been... So that wasn't a surprise or anything. Devin Booker, who deserved to be in there in the first place. You know, I guess Dame is, a, is pretty good as well, but still Devin Booker deserved to be in the three-point contest, I thought, and he showed why he should have been in there. Um, then went to the dunk contest, you know, Derrick Jones Jr., Aaron Gordon. It was a great dunk contest. Derrick Jones Jr. had a great dunk contest. He just didn't deserve to win, which is fine to, you know, to say like, he had a great dunk contest, he just didn't deserve to win because you didn't have the best dunk contest. But I mean, I think, I think they should have called it. it minimum, Aaron Goet should have got the tie. It, it's just very disrespectful. And it's gonna make me feel worried about the next dunk contest, because now I think about you having, first you had Dwayne Wade on there, which I do think he was still unbiased, but you can't do that because they were former teammates. You just can't do that. Because yeah. no matter how much he thinks he was unbiased, if that's your former teammate, you have a, in your subconscious mind, you're gonna be somewhat biased because you played with this person. So you still want him to win. So I do you know, think Aaron Gordon just should have won because I, like you said he hit the most 50s. Last night he cleared Taco, they said he hit him on the head. I mean, 7'5", <laughs> if he was shocked, he would have cleared him. Like, come on, you're penalizing somebody for not jumping over somebody to seven 7'5". Well, he jumped over him. They said he claimed he hit his head. Not really, because he wasn't even faced. And the whole thing about dunk contest is he, it's supposed to be like a fan event. Yeah. It's Taco, who almost got an all-star game from Taco fan was votes. seven six. you so know what I'm saying, which is weird. To fans, that, he, that People wanted to see Taco Party jumped over more than probably Yao Ming or shot because that's how famous he is. Right? Like he's just that—he's a social media icon. It's like Caruso. Yeah, or Caruso. Let's get that right. Because you know, Late Show, Caruso. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I, I do think Aaron Gordon is the one. And then you know, of course, onto the All Star game. And I, I just have to just give give a shout out to CP3 because I just love everything that you're doing right now. He just—he's just having a, a, a resurgence year for me. I'm just loving it. He's been improving every month this year. And the All-Star game, when he got in the game, that's when the it switched. He, he's out there getting rebounds over Giannis. He's catching oops. He shot, I think he had. I think he had seven threes. Uh just passing. I'm just like, wow. And everyone's just playing so hard, like you said. LeBron's going hard. Kawhi was just, well, Kawhi's always like looking mellow, but he really was going hard the yeah. all-star game. Like he was seriously playing. He, he was trying to get the MVP for Kobe. Everyone was trying to get the MVP because they knew this is the first and probably only Kobe Bryant, you know, All-Star MVP award. So I thought that was amazing. And like you said, I love the new format of the different events. Um, I think that that's the NBA is so in- innovative, and they've always been like that. The NFL is so rigid, and they don't want to change anything. Or well, when they do change things, it's not for the it's not for the fans. It's for them. So I love that the NBA, you know, is catering to the fans.
1: Yeah. Another thing was, um, I think this should be an add-in. You know. I've looked at different things, and I think this would be a good thing. A one-on-one. Oh, I In saw the All-Star that all star game. There. Yeah, like, you put a one-on-one. I, I thought that would be very interesting to do, like, that would be something good to have in an All-Star game. Yeah. Just to add a little wrinkle to it, you know, something more. Not Even though the All-Star weekend is so exciting and stuff like that, if you add, like, that one-on-one-type tournament type yeah, thing. Yeah, to, like, three or something small. Yeah, three fast. or four or five. Like, it's it will be perfect for the NBA to watch. Like, NBA is already doing good, and I appreciate everything that the NBA has done. But if y'all added the one-on-one,
0: y'all got my vote. Y'all, be, <laughs> I'll be there. But Yeah, that'd definitely be a good one. I don't know... Who would participate in that though? I feel like LeBron would be like, nah, I'm not doing that, because they don't want their brand to be lower. But you could put as in like the up and coming type
1: scores, as yeah. you know, a Jason Tatum or a Devin Booker or a, yeah, you know, Jamal like Murray. a Jamal Murray. Those type of players, not like your Kuzma? Crazy. Uh, Kuzma can't defend him. <laughs> I mean you could you could put him in there, but nah, he I'm shouldn't just, be in there right now. <laughs> well he should, he
0: shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's another story yeah. for a different day right there. Yeah, it really, yeah, it's not its not looking too good. It's really been nice. KCP though, certain, I love it. To, from meme to utility player, I, exactly. I like it. You're doing very good, you know, even though
1: he got killed by Jason Taylor. But, but yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. everybody's
0: just too small to yeah. try to guard him, and KCP's like 6'5". But anyway, yeah. on to our last and final topic. I think it's going to be a very good topic, is can Zion Williamson, the uh, number one overall pick, still win the Rookie of the Year, even though he's missed like almost half the season. Almost half the like, season, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, so you said if he could run Rookie of the Year, all right? If mm-hmm. we're talking about Rookie of the Year this year, then no, all right? Let me not say anything, but one, Zion Williamson's one of the best, he's gonna be one of the best players in the NBA. He's gonna be there. He's gonna be top five, because the amount, of, the t- amount of talent that he has, he has all NBA talent. All right? Yes. If you're looking at this year, he's averaging about 22 a game, and like seven rebounds. You're seeing that. And you know what's the crazy part? He only had one game that he only had, that he shot for under 53. percent One game.
0: Under what percentage?
1: 53. <laughs> 53. Yeah, he's played amazing. One game. <laughs> and. The fact that he does so much for the team is amazing. It is it, is amazing of how much he's done for the team and how much improvement this team had. Cause the yeah. team was one that was in a cellar, you know, before he came, and now that he come, they are on their way fighting for a spot. But the team that they're fighting for a spot is is the Grizzlies, yeah. and guess who's the point guard on the Grizzlies? John ja Moran, All right, you're talking about a rookie of the year. All right, rookie of the year is the the rookie that had the best year all together. They had one of the best seasons, all right? Somebody who has played in all their games. Zion only played like 12 games. John Morant has played in 50 games so far, all right? Their team is eighth in the West. The hard West, right? They're over 500, all right? John Morant has been averaging 17.6 points per game, and he's been averaging 7.1 assists per game, all right? He was a borderline all-star. That's a, that, that was a reach. A but reach. Come on, all-star
0: too far. Bradley Bill's not an all-star game. He's averaging twenty-nine. Uh, Bradley like, Bill's having a bad record on. But he's, his, Somebody's his averaging team. twenty, twenty averaging twenty-nine, you cannot put him in there.
1: Nah, it does No, yeah. hold on. Whoa, 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 because Chris Paul is not averaging twenty a game. He's averaging about eighteen. Is but it, but what can you say? Like you
0: have you have to have either the numbers. You have to be a fan favorite, or you have to be like Chris Paul, who's just Chris Paul. Like you have to be known. I said a borderline. I, mean,
1: I said a borderline all star. Now, all right. I, I I all-star. didn't say I didn't say y'all all star I said a borderline. All right. But if, I mean, if you want to make an argument about Chris Paul or John Morant right now, if they're both around the same way? All right. For right now, all right. But that's a different topic for a different story. Okay. But, so six, by the way,
0: in the West. Okay, C six. Sha is is playing the best as the, the
1: two, but, but he regardless. he didn't make the he didn't make the All Star game. Okay, but John Morant, who's leading the charge for the Memphis Grizzlies, who the Memphis Grizzlies was not even supposed to have this type of record right now. Nah, I think they have the amount of records that teams predicted begin at, at the beginning of the season. All right, John Morant in this swagger that he has, hmm. as in. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a superstar. I don't care who you are. Like, he said it to Harden. Like he don't care who he is. He will be back at Harden <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Iguodala, you can leave. Like, he told Iguodala you can leave. I mean, if you didn't want to play, you could leave, all right? So, it just shows that how Jammer has been a leader from a group of men and how he has elevated this whole team together to be a respectable unit, to be in a spot. So, and the fact is... You put John Morant in the AC, you go to the playoffs, and you're playing against the Los Angeles Lakers, which I understand that they're going to lose. Yeah. But for John Morant to understand, to have him showcase his talent in the biggest stage, the one of the biggest brands in all of the world of sports, I think that John Morant is going to have, everybody's going to talk about John, John Morant a lot more than they're talking about him right now. Because I feel like y'all give him a little bit of disrespect right now, just because I understand that Zion is doing good right now. Amazing. But y'all giving a little bit of disrespect, and he's gonna prove that y'all messed up, all right?
0: But well, what you about, how you feel, man? Well, well, first, people, I mean, the Grizzlies were bad last year. They got the number two pick for a reason. Yeah. But that's not, like, the team is, like, garbage. Like, your starting five is very good right now. Um. Well, first, Jaren Jackson Jr., I've already, we talked about him on the show before. I love his game of, you can shoot, and you're a great defender. You're 6'10", 6'11". Um, Brandon Clark, out of Gonzaga. First, all these Gonzaga fours right now have been good. I don't know what's going on with the Gonzaga and fours, but their fours have been great. You know, just rebounders, defenders, yeah. and shooters, and <laughs> shooters. So they just all can play right now. Um, so he's been looking great. Like right now, the picture what's, what's the picture? It's like the Ja, uh, Jerry Jackson Jr. and Brennan Clark. It's like it's like the new big three. Cause you know, Jaw has like the big guy, he's like the little guy, so it's like a cool And they guy. got Justin Winslow too. I literally forgot about that. They definitely have <laughs> Justin Winslow Jr. That's the crazy part. They have Dylan Brooks, who who's always been a shooter, but now Jaw's taking him to a next level because this is the type of point guard that people, a person like Dylan Brooks needs to thrive. Cause he's a shooter, but he's not the greatest ball handler. He's like a, I wouldn't say 3D, cause his defense isn't up to par at 100%, but he's not atrocious, so. But I can say one thing about John Morant is that this team I think is a great fit for him. First I think the city, you know, Memphis, Detroit is a very gritty, I, mean, I don't know why I said Detroit, Memphis, Tennessee is a very like gritty city. Um, I think he fits in the culture there, the coach, he fits in the coach's culture there. I think with us other teammates, they're all young, they're bonding. One thing I can say about this team versus like the Hawks, who like also like a young team, is that Trey Young hasn't been able to lift them as far as John's been able to lift Memphis. Yeah. Even though, because the bottom of the East is garbage, the bottom of the West is pretty bad, too. Well, like, the last seventh to eighth in the West are pretty bad. But the sixth through, like, everything else in the East is, like, terrible. So, it's, like, both conferences at the bottom are kind of low. But I still believe that Zion has a chance. Now that that he'll win, because I don't know if he'll play enough games to qualify. I don't know what the exact number of games is. Yeah, because Joel Embiid, had a very good season. Yeah, and he, he didn't did play half of the season. Thirty-one games he played. And I thought he probably still should have won it, but Brogdon played like seventy something games. Yeah, so, like, I think they had to give it to him based on the number of games played. So if he plays probably forty games, they will probably. I think he has a great chance to win it. And I'm gonna say that because right now he's averaging twenty-eight minutes a game, but he is averaging twenty-two point eight points a game, and he's shooting fifty-eight percent from the field. He's also shooting forty one percent from three, but like that's a wild number he doesn't take that many threes. To he, count that.
1: He only had four threes against this. Uh, what was the, the first game? game he played? The first game he played and did not make another three. Yes, yeah, so, so that number is skewed yeah.
0: by not that many attempts. You know, I think he can shoot it, but he just, they haven't. He hasn't had to shoot it because he's just right now they have. They're not even running plays for him. That's the biggest thing is that he's literally just like getting kind of offensive rebounds, kind of putting it back up. They're throwing him oops. He's. His, like, backdoor cutting has been, like, really good. Like, off-ball. His off-ball movement. Um, the thing is, like, he's not a ball-dominant player. But the average 22 is on this efficient level because people were going him, like, to Blake early. Like, oh, you know, Blake was, like, like athletic. Blake was shooting, like, 43% from the field. Blake still wanted, like, you know, trying to be, like, a fake, like, ball handler when three was on the floor. Yeah. It wasn't the best. Blake also was, like, used to have turnovers. Blake's defense was was not good. Slyon's defense has been very good so far, and he still hasn't hit his ceiling yet, because he's not playing even 30 minutes. Which, these are not starting minutes. These are like six-man minutes he's playing right now. He's like Lou Williams type of minutes. Well, Lou Williams really has playing like 31, so he's, he's in, he, this isn't even a complete six-man repertoire of minutes. So I feel like even as his minutes increase, his points, rebounds, and assists will increase. I also think that he has a chance to be a very gifted passer. I don't know how many years that's gonna take, but he's, he'll eventually average at least probably five assists a game. He has like a Chris Webber-ish game with playmaking that has not been unlocked yet. I do think Alvin Gentry will get something out of that because, you know, his run and gun type of uh, fast-break offense. Him and Zoe are like perfect. Oh, yeah, that's that's the perfect combination. They, they have to sign. And Ingram, is, he's been a little hurt. But Brandon Ingram, is, he, he's getting the max. Like, it's 100%. Like, Brandon Ingram just has to get the max this year because he's, he's playing that good as of late. Um, I like the fit on the team. They're probably missing like a another wing. But I think he's elevated though. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, I think that, oh, I think they're fine with the team they have. I think they just can continue growing. Yeah, yeah. And Zion, Zion will be, he will be a superstar in the league. Like, we see it. He's at this level right now in a couple games that he's played, even though it's a small sample size. He has been in the range of an all star to all NBA talent right now this season Yes, yeah, if he played season. the
0: full season, if he projected the full season it would be like a runaway almost a run. his
1: net rating yeah. on the court is absolutely crazy <laughs> it's very good like it's good it, they're like over like five or six and when he gets off it's like a negative, negative, yeah, negative 1.5 right. so it's just like it shows how much how much value that zion brings to his team on the offensive side and the defensive side so I think it's saving Alvin Gentry's job. That's oh, one thing right there. Because I, even though I appreciate I like the system that he does, I just think that he's not been a good coach for the Pelicans right, right now. Very
0: average, if not yeah. below average.
1: But, but Zion is saving him his job. It's, it's yeah. saving Alva Gentry's job, so I give it that, but at the end of the day, we're looking at a player, we're talking about rookie of the year right now, and I think that's John Morant. And I think that once the playoffs hit, and y'all see the talent that John Morant is going to showcase to y'all. Y'all will have a lot more to say about John Morant than y'all
0: do right now. So just make sure y'all understand. Yeah, the last thing I say I have to say about this is I don't even know how important it is for the Pelicans to keep winning because they do, like with this team right now, they still need a piece. So is it more important right now to win or really to somehow get maybe still a top 10 pick? I'm not the coach, I don't know the answer to that. But I think that I mean I don't really think that they need one
1: more piece. I think they have the talent. They just have to grow together. Yeah. But I just and the I, coach is
0: not. He's okay. He's okay. If they okay. have Brad Stevens. Then they probably would be good. Oh, Brad Stevens. Yeah. They don't have Brad Stevens. They, they don't. They don't. yeah, don't. They don't. They have Alvin Gentry. You know they don't have the goal like Quinn Snyder, the Jazz coach. Yeah. They, they, they need a coach like that. I don't know. There's no one really out there that I can think of but, like a Mark Jackson, but he's not fast paced but you,
1: you know i at the yeah i understand what you're saying but at the end of the day like zion is saving Alvin would job because it looks good right now the yes. pelicans are looking good right now you know yeah and zion's making that happen and jackson so, hayes hasn't played yeah jackson hayes you know, hasn't has played and Walker. he's not going to play that much because the fact is they got Derek favors back when Derek favors on, yeah when Derek very favors good. and zion williamson on the court they have a good net rating so it's not like they're a bad fit on the court like they're yeah. doing good they're productive on the court and the fact is Zion is only 19, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I'm 20. Exactly, so, you know what I'm saying? And I'm 21. So, so you know, I'm like, I, you know Zion saying. has so much improvement, yeah. and it's scary to watch. I so, was
0: 20, so they're both young.
1: Yeah, That's so, great. like, he has their stars. I feel like Lonzo can take the next step to be, like, a borderline star. But, you know, you already got Drew Holiday and stuff like that. You got Drew Holiday. After, yeah, Drew Holiday's you got a great fit, Yeah, you got Brandon Ingram, and, you know, you got Zion. You got a little big three right there. I just think that they just need another year of improvement. Next year, they're going to the playoffs. That's a lock right there. All right? Bearing, yeah. bearing any health I-
0: issues with Zion Williamson, they should be a playoff lock next year. Yeah. But yeah. these have to just get their chemistry down. Because right now, you have two guards that can pass, which is Drew Holiday, Holl- the former point guard. Right now, he's probably like a two slash three. Because mm-hmm. his defense is just that out of this world right now. He's that position versatile. But, you know, uh, basically, this is, yeah, the chemistry. Yeah um yeah that's it but anyway definitely go like or just like we'll, we'll like either one they both help us you know with being you know and come up in your suggestions uh definitely subscribe to our page you yes. know follow us on instagram and twitter
1: yeah follow us on instagram um my name is call me underscore malcolm uh just hey, if you got anything to say just you know you know respond go to in my inbox and just have a you know if you have any like stuff that you want us to improve in Anything that you want us to talk about next you know, next show, I'll be yeah. greatly to listen and be able to incorporate it in our
0: next show. So yeah,
1: like and subscribe. Like and subscribe and share, man. Like and subscribe and Definitely. share. Definitely,
0: and you could add, add me on Twitter at StreetsFlies, tweet at me. I don't care what you say, you could curse at me. You could say my takes were dumb. You could say I did a very good job, which I did. So, <laughs> either or, you can DMs, you know, suggestions. We we love asking fans, giving suggestions like, oh, you also should do this topic, or you, you can make this change to the show. We actually love when you all do that. So, anything positive or negative, we usually take it into consideration. So, anything that you have to say, you know?
1: Yeah, just know, I mean, if y'all cursing at me, you know, I'm going to come back and forth. <laughs> we will go back and <laughs> forth. Just know that, you know, I, I love the back and forth arguments. But, I mean, yeah, same thing, like, call me underscore Malcolm is on Instagram and Twitter. So, just... Show your remarks. If you have any comments, be able to do what you got to do. All Mm -hmm. right. All Um, right. Peace out, guys.